This episode of In the Word on the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, it's a joy to welcome Steve Nichols. Steve is president of Reformation Bible College and chief academic officer at Ligonier Ministries. He's the author of 20 books, including Beyond the 95 Theses, Jesus Made in America, and for kids, Church History ABCs. Steve also hosts the podcast Five Minutes in Church History, and this past year just started another one called Open Book. Steve, it's so great to have you on the program. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, me too. Steve, what verse would you like to share today? Oh, let's start off with Psalm 27.4. You know, Psalms are units. We really need to see them as units, but inside of these wonderful, delightful units are these wonderful verses, and one of these is Psalm 27.4. This is a Psalm of David, and it reads, One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So Steve, if you were to take this verse and put it into your own words, sort of summarize its message, how would you do that? We have mission statements today. We have vision statements today. Churches have them. Organizations have them. I I think families even uh, sort of have them these days. Mm Mm-hmm. David didn't, uh, so we can't be anachronistic here, but this comes pretty close to a mission statement. Hmm. Uh, David is saying one thing, uh, you know, obviously he's king, he's got all these duties, he's got all these things he's got to do, but one thing, he wants to have this singular focus, and that singular focus is to be in God's temple, in his very presence. It's interesting, and we'll get into this a little bit, uh, but the, the two verbs he uses after he wants to dwell in the house of the Lord. But put this in, in our own words, this is David's mission statement, hmm. that he be singularly focused on dwelling with God in his holy temple. So Steve, how did this verse become important to you? Why did you pick this particular verse? You know, I love this verse for the two verbs that are in it, after the dwell in the house of the Lord. One is to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. That verb, it's not to look, it's not glimpse, it's not glance, hmm. it's gaze. And it's also the beauty of God. You know, we talk about truth, and we should talk about truth. We talk about the, the truth of doctrine and, and having right beliefs about God. But there's also the, this idea of the beauty of, of the Lord. And, you know, as educators, we think of the cognitive domain, but we also think of the affective domain. Mm-hmm. And here David brings them together. And then the, this verse ends with, 
to inquire, well, there's the cognitive, there's the rational, there's the searching after. And again, it's not just, you know, think about or or give a, a passing thought to, but to pull on these threads of who God is and what he's revealed about himself and to trace out these threads so that we can get the full picture of who God is and we're thrown right back to gaze upon his beauty. And David puts these two verbs, the affective domain and the cognitive domain, side by side. Mm, Light and heat. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The fire burns in David and we get to warm ourselves by it. So, Steve, what's the context here with this verse? I want to read it again, but set the stage for us. Well, this is like all the Psalms, uh, not all, most of them. David has difficulties, he has challenges, he's surrounded by enemies, and you find this. And, and he starts this off by saying, though an army, you know, not just here or there struggles or conflicts, though an entire army encamp against me. And so this is very typical of the Psalms. We start off with this. And what does it force David to do? What are these dire circumstances force David to do, they force him to look to God, Hmm. and they force him to think about who God is. And that's what we have here. That's the context. So in David's affliction, this is what he tells us what's going on in his heart. I'm going to read it again. It's Psalm 27, verse 4, and I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says, I have asked one thing from the Lord. It's what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord seeking him in his temple. So Steve, as we think about this verse together, what do you think it teaches us about what our God is like? Yeah, well, the beauty of God, you know, the psalmist uses all kinds of expressions to get at what we'd say the godness of God, Hmm. glory, majesty, beauty. And it's a way of expressing that transcendent splendor of who God is. And this is what's beautiful about this about this verse, and it's what I think draws us to it. This is not something we do in a day. It's not something we do in a week. It's not something we do in 31 days. We spend our entire lives gazing into the beauty of God. It's like this uh, incredible gem, and as you turn it and turn it and turn it, you just see more and more dimension to it. And so it is with God in his own being. And so I think that's the one thing. It's it's a lifetime of gazing upon the beauty. And it's also a lifetime of inquiry. You know, we uh, my main role is an educator, and I want to teach students. But I want them to become lifelong learners. And this is what we are as Christians. We are lifelong learners of who God is, what he's done for us. And we just turn it over in our heads, and we learn, and we have worship him. We desire to learn more. We worship him more. And all of this flows out into our lives of service to God. So, it's all packed there in uh, in David's mission statement of Psalm 27.4. You know, it's easy for us sometimes to visualize eternity as heaven on clouds and harps and worship 24-7. And maybe in our best moments, we feel like that would be great. And other times we think, would that be a little boring? So <laughs> how should we process this gazing on the beauty of the Lord? What about this should resonate with us? Well, here we are in heaven, we're in our glorified bodies, our sinful selves are done away with, but we haven't achieved that perfection of knowledge or that that perfection of being that God has. And so we will continue not only to learn of God in our lives, lifetimes, but in eternity we will continue to be amazed hmm. at who God is. And in one sense, we will continue to inquire and we will continue to worship and 
every time the heavens are peeled back and we get a little glimpse into what's going on into the throne room of God, we see worship. And uh, as I read it, there's nothing boring about it. It's, it's pretty exciting, pretty enthralling, and that's what awaits us. And David even sees it as part of this lifetime as well. So what's the inverse of this verse, Steve? If we were to kind of write a screw tape letters version, what would that sound like? It could have a couple of elements to it. I think one is we love distractions. Hmm. We live constantly distracted lives. So rather than saying one thing, we'd say, how many things can I give my divided attention to? So we need to have that singularity of a focused attention. The opposite is, how many things can I give just a sliver of my attention to? And then the other thing is, we pursue the wrong things. We focus on the wrong things. We, we don't have the right thing at the center of our lives. So a, a anti-Psalm 27.4 would say, Many things I want to do that would distract me that are far lesser than gazing on the beauty of God and don't even hold a candle to inquiring after uh, him in his holy temple. Boy, that's helpful. Wow, and convicting. So, Steve, what's a good question that families or individuals can think about or discuss together about this verse when the podcast is over? Hmm. So I think it's a soul-searching question. You know, what what really are we ultimately living for? And uh, is God at the center of our lives? But the related question then is: David's still a king. Uh, David still has duties. Uh, he's still a husband. He's still a father. He he still has obligations to his relationships that he has. And so while we have God at the center of our lives. What does that mean for the jobs that we have to do and the relationships that God brings into our lives? And so it's not that we neglect those things, but by having God at the center of our lives, we can have a renewed focus and vigor as we engage in our profession and engage in our relationships. So what does that mean for a kid? And what does that mean for a dad? And what does that mean for a mom? Those are things we need to talk about. That's good. Renewing that focus on the Lord in everything we do. So, Steve, this has been great. Thanks so much for joining us today. Would you take a moment and pray this verse for our listeners as we close? Oh, I'd be glad to. Father God, we confess so many things distract us, so many things catch our attention, and we give our attention to these things that are just not ultimately helpful for us or things that are just simply lesser. Help us to have this kind of focus. Help us to just uh, find ourselves desiring nothing less than to be in your temple that we find ourselves desiring to gaze upon the beauty of you and to reflect and to inquire and to seek after who you are and what you have done for us as you have revealed it to us in your word. And may that be where we are found, dwelling with you in your holy temple. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.